welcome in to another edition of Dish and Ish. I'm Ravi Lula. That is my man, old DB, Damon Benning. How you, you doing, man? You know it. What's up, buddy? I'm doing good. Just hanging out here on a Thursday. Just hanging out. We I- are like, what is it, 30 two hours away from real high school football being played yeah i can't wait i'm excited man i am too like we've got to do some old school old-fashioned scouting yeah because we can't necessarily can't trade tape. film but, yeah uh, it's okay i know what my i know what my jobs are i'm i'm, I'm personnel it's and exciting. formations so we use somebody will chart run pass yeah oh somebody will chart direction down in distance, like we got this thing unlocked. You got it. I don't know what those ridiculous offensive guys are going to be over there <laughs> scouting, but the but I know I know what I know the job we're supposed to man, be man. So there's we did that. So when I was coaching college basketball, it was like kind of in the infancy of huddle and all that kind of stuff. So film exchange was more challenging. A lot of times we were doing it with like actual physical DVDs and stuff like that, and so you didn't have a lot of turnaround time. Like you couldn't get quick turnaround on yeah. some of those, right? So when we were in tournament situations, like we were in a regional one year and we're out there. Oh, Mr. Big Time. I mean, we were pretty good. Okay. I coached for eight years in college and we made six national tournaments. Who was your star over there, Grace? Was it Jimmy Chitwood? No, we had this at Grace. Devin Duvereau? Um, Well, he went from Grace and he followed us to NCC. We had this kid named DJ Haynes. Yeah. Who you ask Padilla or Souter about him. DJ we, Haynes? Yeah. He was he dropped seventy two on Doan. Oh, bucket getter! He had fifty five after halftime. <laughs> Where'd you find DJ Haynes? Colorado. Okay, he fell into our lap. If you want to know the honest guy, from Denver, he dropped Colorado Springs. Okay, so he wow. We went and played. We would go play buy games all the time, right? Yeah. So we went and played Oral Roberts. He had 38. By buy games, you need to tell our, the fans of the podcast that you're making money so you can support your athletic budget yes. to get your head beat in. Yeah, we would get just our heads bashed in so that we hey, could afford. You're, you're, you're paying us how much so we can have yes. Chick-fil-A after? So we could afford to play basketball the rest of the season. Right. Uh, it's a small school deal. It doesn't happen <laughs> everywhere. Um, buy games. I haven't heard that for a minute. Dude, so we, we went down to Oral Roberts. He dropped 38 on Oral Roberts. Yeah. Because they refused to double him. They were like, we are not going to double some NAI kid. Yep. He's been playing pro ball in Europe for like five, six years now. But he, uh, so this kid fell in our lap. Mm-hmm. Total accident. He was a Division II football player. He mm-hmm. was like a corner prospect, like 6'1", super quick, real quick t- twitch guy. Um, but he loved basketball. So he had better football offers coming out of high school than he needed basketball. So he went and played football for a year. Hated it. Yeah. Hated college football. Wasn't for him. So he's just sending out tapes to everybody that'll listen. And so we I watched the tape with my head coach at the time, and I was like, uh, this kid's pretty good. Like, let's take a flyer on him. Right. Literally, we're talking like a $500 a semester scholarship, like nothing, like a flyer flyer on this dude. Grace, once upon a time, was expensive. I think it was until the end, and right. then it stopped being expensive because it didn't exist anymore. Right. But – um. So he comes we, in. We have history there. Yeah. My, my ex used to work there. Yeah, I, I'm aware. In blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. We, that's a whole nother. We cross paths. <laughs> that's, exactly. And so. That's tough. And so we, we like, we literally $500 a semester. Would you know anything about small college athletics? That means we will allow you to come. We don't care that you are here. All right. Um, 
So we get him, get him in, and he ends up starting for us pretty quickly, putting up like 12, 15 points a game his freshman year. And we're like, oh, this kid's pretty good. So we bump his scholarship up. The next year goes out and averages 30 a game. And we're just like, oh, we've got one of those. Like, so what is this, like 13 or 14? Uh, this was, yeah, his freshman year would have been 14, 15, okay. I think. And okay. then he played through 18, 19. Um, ended up scoring, like, I think 3,000 points for his career between the two schools. Like, just <laughs> stupid. His last three years, he averaged 30 a game. Uh, okay. And this is getting double and tripled by everybody but Oral Roberts, because Oral Roberts was too proud. We, so, so last what, thing before I – real quick. So so we, he did the 38 on Oral Roberts. He did the 72 on Doan. We try and get a, a – He Acemus, Max Acemus, before Acemus got to Oral Roberts? Yes. <laughs> So we went and we tried to get a game with UNO when Darren Hansen was still there. Yeah. And he goes, you still got that Haynes kid? And we go, yeah, it's his senior year. He's like, call us next year. <laughs> That's a true story. That sounds so DH too, man. That's I love a, I, We were, because we were like, man, we, we'll do the bye game. We just don't have to drive eight hours for it, right? Right, right. We're like, right. Summit League, if Oral Roberts will pay us, why won't UNO pay us? Yeah. It's like, yeah, call us next year. <laughs> DH is a real one, man. That's my guy. So what was your role? Were, were you a shot chart guy? Were you? So I, w- I was more of a like in-game adjustment guy in terms of actual coaching. My main role. So on, were you like, talk, you were like charting actions? I wasn't charting anything. I'm there just like watching the game, seeing what's working in live time, seeing what's not working. Okay. And so I would help with like rotations and then like, hey, Maybe we throw out a one-three-one here to throw them off a little bit. Like they seem like they're in a rhythm, like that kind of stuff. I was mostly offense, but I would I would see what was kind of working on defense too. Um, but my main roles um, were scouting players, incoming players. That's the thing I'm best at is is scouting talent evaluation. Um, and then I would, I did strength and conditioning for the team as well. Okay, um, seems, but seems to fit. Well, yeah. In game, it was all just like in game adjustments. Like, hey, what do we have that'll work against this? That kind of stuff. In the in the famous um, vein of this morning's show, how did you separate talent from athleticism? Yeah, so that's really hard at that level, right? Because you're not recruiting guys at an NAI level that are that are full packages, right? So you're trying to decide what can I live with in terms of what their deficiency is? Because there's always a deficiency. How, right? how, how does a 38-inch vertical correlate into to actual, whether you have some basketball talent? Right. So we had this kid, love him to death, the salt of the earth kid, like 6'7". That is such a Midwestern thing. Salt like, of the earth. Oh, yeah. man. I, I don't know why do, it is. Do you, do you answer like fair to Midland too? Hey, how you doing now, man? Fair to Midland. I like, don't what? know. Don't know what it is. I don't know that I'd said salt of the earth like four times in my entire life. I've said it like three times in the last week. Oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I turned 36. Maybe I'm getting to like my Midwestern yeah, middle age. You, you got off your you got off your jukebox drinking binge, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're like this sage old wily soul. I get it. I get it. We had to get like the best kid you could possibly have was built up. And this dude loved working out, whatever. He came in and worked out for us. I was like, oh, man, we're going to win a national championship. Like, that was my first thought, like, 10 minutes into the workout. And he was a nice kid. He was an okay player, but could never translate it into games. The workouts, he mm-hmm. looked incredible. Could never figure it out in games, you know. And I love this kid to death. But 
he like that's a really good example of athleticism not translating yeah i like so for me and and he had some talent but the prime example i have of that is a guy I used to play with named jay sims oh yeah, yeah okay running back yeah freaky athlete has incredible mop-up time numbers listen 10 9 standing broad jump yeah 38 inch vertical just freak he's a 4-4 guy yeah. but like when you watched him and and we'd pick him up and or he, he we played against we mm-hmm. played against him because we um our intramural team we had won the rec league a couple times pogo sticky but never looked like super fluid, mm-hmm. right? Like hips, the hips, right? Like there was just something about a little bit of stiffness, like rigidity the, in his movement. Like I would say, oh man, he's a super athlete. I don't know how talented he is. Cause I think talent is relative to the, the, the desired skills that you want in said sport or person. Yeah. So when we're talking about athleticism, what I talk, what I'm thinking about is, physical gifts Mm -hmm. right how fast can you run how high can you jump but that doesn't necessarily make you athletic right but it kind of there's coordination and biomechanics in that too see that's where i was getting because i would make the argument that like steph curry is an elite athlete because of his ability to control his body and repeat movements i think steph curry may be one of the most athletic people i've ever seen but not in your traditional measurement type of thing, right? Just kinesthetically how he can put it it's, together. So, I mean, at the core, right? And the, he can do multiple things. Yes. Yeah, it's not just a one-trick pony. It's He can finishing. hit a baseball. He can hit a softball. He's an incredible he can golfer. Golf. And even his – so when I think about athleticism, my what I really think about is the ability to control your body, Yeah. right? That's athleticism at its core. Now, a lot of times it manifests itself – in a four three forty or a forty inch vertical me, or a ten foot broad jump or whatever, right? Let me let me ask you something. Yeah, is Bud is Bud Crawford talented or is he athletic? Both. That's why he's a goat. I think he would tell you his boxing talent stems from his work ethic and athleticism because he's been able to own the skills. Yeah, like own with an H, not. O W hone and yeah hone hone yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his skills yeah. right so it's like but if he didn't have the level of you need a certain baseline athleticism that he has he could work just as hard and never get to where he's at yeah. and never look like how he does right but we've seen some boxers with some tremendous talent yes right Adrian Broner uh, I'd throw Deontay Wilder in there I think Deontay Wilder has incredible talent yeah. Or physical gifts. I, I Deontay Wilder has incredible physical gifts. No, I I would, and I think he's got really good boxing yeah, talent. But, but he's obviously there's there, there's, there's missing parts. Right, 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 right. He's like a very specific boxing talent type guy, right? But Broner's a good example of a super talented guy. Whereas, like, let's go back to Winky Wright. Okay. Yeah, not uber talented, but incredible boxing skill set. Yep. Right. Yeah. The thing that uh, makes Crawford special. Made you- what made you bring up Winky? I kind of like get into boxing like that. I kind of liked Winky. Do you know why I like that's funny? You bring him. Do you know why I like Winky? Right? Why never turned down a fight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He fight anybody. Winky Wright's resume is unbelievable. But when you watch him, you're like, oh, that guy's not super talented, mm-hmm. right? Incredible technician, really, really good at his craft. Not a super physically gifted guy, right? So when I talk about talent, I'm talking about the whole package 
of skills. My yeah. man brought up Shane. He brought up Ronald Wright. Dude, I liked Winky. Ronald Maybe it was just Winky his nickname, Wright. but I liked Winky Wright. I mean, he fought Peter Quillen, Ike Corte, Paul Williams, Floyd Mayweather. Dude, he fought everybody. He fought everybody. He fought everybody. Jermaine Taylor, like Felix Trinidad, Dude, Shane Mosley. Jermaine Taylor's one that was like supremely physically gifted. Hey, uber talented. Super gifted. Yeah, I, I'm all the way with right? you. Right? He just couldn't quite. Couldn't put it all just together. Couldn't get right. You know? And then, so when I, I think we're talking about Fernando Vargas. I think we're talking a little bit differently here. We got to find some common language. Um, So when I talk about talent, I'm talking about everything, right? I'm talking about the whole pack. The kinesthetics, the athleticism. I'm talking about the physical gifts. How it relates to your particular sport. The mentality, the sport-specific skills, the whole thing. That's talent to me. So we were talking, or, you know, we were kind of talking off air earlier, and I know you were talking on the show earlier about the the Pickens versus Jefferson thing, Mm -hmm. right? Where... If you want to go physical skills, yeah, I think Pickens is more talented or is, has more physical skills than Justin Jefferson does. Justin Jefferson physically is not special. He is kind of like every receiver you would see, which is why he was not a super highly touted guy coming out of high school. Yeah, six right? six six one one ninety. Yeah, six one ish one ninety. He's a four four, four five guy. Yeah. Like pretty good vertical, nothing crazy, but his sports specific skill is off the charts. Highly skilled. Highly skilled. Off the charts, right? Highly, highly skilled. Whereas, yes. like, Pickens has all the physical gifts you would want in the world out of a wide receiver. Yeah. 6'4". 6'3", 38-inch vertical. 4'4 yeah. four, yeah. four time. Yeah. Like, he's got the size. 205 the pounds. He's got the, the, the frame. Everything you would want, right? But he doesn't have the same level of sports-specific skill set that Jefferson does. Do we know, though? From what we've seen so far. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. I'm and to be fair, missed a lot of his last year at Georgia because the ACL. He barely played, played at Georgia. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. So <laughs> well, if he wasn't suspended, he was hurt. Yeah. So he had he had the COVID. He had the suspension. He had he was hurt. So we didn't we haven't seen a lot of pickings, right? Yeah. So that's why I say from what we've seen so far, uber talented. And though. it might be a reps thing too, right? Justin Jefferson probably wasn't this coming out the gate, you know. And but, I'm and I'm sure I, I think this is easy, right? Yeah, I. I do, because I think if I'm an NFL evaluator and a talent scout, Mm -hmm. all things being equal, and Pickens doesn't come with the knee injury or the baggage. Yeah. Who are you taking to start your football team if you're at the Combines? So we're not taking production into account at all. No. See, I didn't – thank you for making the distinction because it – at that point in the combines, it's not necessarily about production. We've seen the Darius Haywood Bays. Not at the combine. When, We've at seen the, the draft, Darius Haywood Bays get, get, get drafted, yes. right? At the draft, it often becomes about production being at least melted in there. Well, I don't know. Does well, it? It does because, I mean, Jefferson doesn't get drafted where he does without the production. No, no. Devontae I'm, I'm, Smith doesn't get drafted where he does without I'm, the production. I'm with you. I'm with so, you. So if we're just talking about, hey, I have to pick a guy based on the combine alone, it's Pickens. Okay. So, yeah, well, Smith like, and Jigba didn't play a ton. Yeah. But you're banking on his talent. Right. You're banking on the fact that, hey, he produced at this high of a level at a really competitive environment okay. and was dominant in that environment. So I'm counting on the fact that he's got the base level of athleticism. Because, listen. If hey, listen. If you're a good athlete, yeah, are you talented? 
So I, I my answer to that is not necessarily right. That's so I laid out talent is the whole package. If you're athletic, but if you're talented, are you athletic? You probably have a baseline of athleticism. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a freak. Okay. Yeah, that's that's next level. To be, talent, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the words what they are. Yes. Right. So to be talented, you have to have a base level of athleticism. Yes. For what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to have a base level of athleticism to be like a talented accountant or whatever, right? But for what we're um, talking about, yes, you have to have a. Uh, you have to be athletic to be talented. Who's my guy whose stock dropped for Nova? Went in the twenties and. Um. Matty D. Marinas and I were talking about him on Twitter one day. About uh, who are we talking from about? Nova Hart? No, no. Oh, oh, Cam Whitmore. Cam yeah, Whitmore. Cam this Whitmore. Year, this year. This year. Oh, yeah. Super Ta- athletic. Talented. Don't know how talented he is. Okay. See. So when I say that, that's what I'm. T- that's yes. a that's a good, clean, clear distinction. Absolutely. Because when I'm watching him, and you know, we see him a couple times last year playing Creighton. Watch a bunch of Nova outside of that. I'm like, ooh, freaky athlete. And I watch him. I'm like, un- otherworldly athlete. Looks like an alien. Don't know how good at basketball he is. Does it, I just don't know. Does it have to be, man, does ta- if I use the word talent, does it have to be relative to your desired sport? Yeah, I think so. Talent is specific, right? That's the distinction be, in my opinion. Well, because uh, even within your because sport, it's, right? Because uh, it's, it's the ability to excel at a high level in your sport. At the thing that you are supposed to do. Yeah, with your natural skill set. Because it's not even it's not even just per sport. It's position-specific, position right? Yeah. Like, we've seen guys that are really talented pass rushers can't stop the run to save their lives. Right, okay. They are talented I'm pass rushers. I'm, I'm, they are like guys that just can kind of get in and naturally you know, give I, you a limp shoulder. I or... randomly brought this guy up. I don't know why. I've been talking about Alden Smith lately, but incredible pass rusher. Couldn't do anything else on a football yeah. field to save his life, right? Dante Hall, incredible punt returner, pretty mediocre at everything, or kick returner, pretty <laughs> mediocre at everything else on a football field. You know what's interesting? Um, I would not. This is going to sound crazy. Okay. I would clarify with D Hall. Yeah. Because we had to watch so much film when um, we brought him back for the Jet Awards. Extremely gifted as a returner. Like his knack. Yeah. 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 He's got a certain level of athleticism. And the sense, but the sense for it. It never correlated to him as an every down wide receiver. That's what I mean. Isn't so that lets you know that it is very, it's very talent specific. So specific, yeah. right? I, that's yeah. I'm 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 vibing. Like because why like why can't he do that at wide receiver? Right? Same thing with Devin Hester. Right. Like, why can't we get Devin? They tried so hard to figure out how to get Devin Hester the ball more often. Yeah. And it's like he played corner at Miami for <laughs> like he wasn't even an offensive player yeah, at Miami. It. I'm with you. You know what I mean? So like even Yes, it's sport specific, but I think it's even more specific than that, right? So, so let me ask you something, with because this kind of fits in with with Nebraska here. Okay. So rule draft we because you and I have talked about this ad nauseum yeah. about the guys that he's drafting, right? Or drafting? Recruiting. He's recruiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how he's got to have like uber confidence in terms of his development. But he starts with a certain level of baseline of athleticism. When we talk how 
talented the group is that he's bringing in mm -hmm. we haven't used the t word yet no right it's not like we've it's we not like caleb barda or any of these guys it's not like we're saying oh man he's he's defensive back he's talented mm -hmm. now we say we talk about his athleticism mm -hmm. What's the magical bridge you cross when you go, you go from the athleticism to the talent discussion? Because what people say when they when they critique, they go, "Well, I don't know how talented the guy is." Yeah, because we don't. Right? We don't know how talented. They but are. we've heard this for years across sports, and it's always related to development. Yeah, that's the. I mean, you ask, "What's the secret bridge?" The bridge is coaching and skill development, right? That's how you take a guy who is super athletic, has super freaky physical gifts and get them to be a productive member of a team, right? Or be a productive member of a position unit because, and there are certain positions you can do that more with than others. Mm -hmm. Typically, be, typically, typically your skill position is yeah. kind of your outside guys and your pass rushers. You can get away with it more, right? Like offensive line is a hyper technique yeah, but isn't it weird how sometimes they'll say, man, he's got he's got so much talent. And it's a big guy. Usually, you see his footwork. Usually what they mean is athleticism. I, I man, listen, when you, we're kind of vibing. When you say, when people say, Oh, he's so talented, he just hasn't put it together yet. Uh, usually what they uh, mean is physically gifted. I'm with you. You know, like uh Turner Corcoran's a great example, right? People look at Turner Corcoran and they're like, That dude is physically gifted in every way you would want an offensive lineman to be physically gifted. Mm -hmm. We're waiting on the skill development to figure out a way for him to be a productive. You want another one? What's up? Alex Bullock. Okay. Have you ever seen Alex Bullock do anything other than football? Have I you seen some so. of his yeah. dunking packages? Dude is oh, a two I, foot. I have seen him play basketball. Windmill dunker. Yes. You watch him high point balls. Like he can go up and get it. Yes. Why don't we talk about. Alex Bullock being talented. Talented or athletic? No, talented. Mm, probably because he's a walk-on. And we haven't seen it the skills of athleticism develop, yes. right? Yeah. Couldn't he easily fall into that category with some skill development? Yeah, with like your Jalen Lloyds. Because he has guys. all the other the physical, physical attributes. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's an interesting point. I just think it's bullet. weird how we pick and choose yeah. who gets the disclaimer. Well, Because he can do things athletically that I can't do, can that we, I could never do. Could we be real about this for a second? It's because when we see a white wide receiver, we assume, we assume they're incredibly I mean, maybe, technically proficient. Maybe. That's what we're I, ingrained to think. But I still think there's something to what you said about the development piece where the talent comes out. For sure. All right. Do you remember Thomas Brown? Yes. Nebraska had to eventually boot him. Yeah. I'll here, I'll give you one real time. Yeah. So what I say, what I'm saying when I say he's the most gifted runner, mm -hmm. I'm talking about talent. I'm talking about the natural innate ability to yes. use the tools that you have to do something at a high level. Yeah. Right? Which is why I never wanted AJ Allen to leave. Yes. And people you were always on AJ Allen from day one. Yes. You were like he's better than Anthony Grant. He's better than all of them. He's a be yes. He's you better like, he is the only one that's special. He he he's better than all of them. Yeah. And I and I still will maintain that to the Now we'll see what happens at Miami, but sure. 
do you know what I'm saying when I say that? That means given whatever with his natural skill set, he mm-hmm. needs the least things to go right and the least amount of teaching to be successful. To be successful. Yes. That now I agree with you. See, that's the difference in my opinion between Pickens and Jefferson. Jefferson needed less teaching to Pickens to... Pickens would need less if okay 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 all yes. things being equal given because the same of his opportunity. physical gifts yes okay that makes sense I I get what you're saying there um yeah that's an interesting Pickens Pickens wouldn't have to work as hard at his craft afforded the same luxury give Pickens Burrow the same number of of, of uh, the same concepts. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about – hear my heart. Yeah. I'm not talking about making contested catches or great catches because sure. you're, you're getting into – I mean, skill set. And I'm, I would be splitting hairs, yeah. right? They, they've – but when I'm just talking, get out of the rack, could naturally do what they do at a high level. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have any problems with what RC said because I think Pickens can do it easier. Pickens is more – physically able to He's do it more do you can say the t-word <laughs> well i like to make a distinction because i already defined what i think talent is you can say the t-word i think he's more physically gifted than justin jefferson i don't think that's crazy so okay but the here's here's the caveat to all of that right is that the stuff that you had topped on the steak with the lobster <laughs> no that was caviar all right because was- i feel like i'm about to be a little salty <laughs> I'll just like I feel like my blood pressure is gonna rise here for a second. Salt of the earth. Yeah, salt of the earth. Yeah, you, he's on this. He's, you know, I'm he's on, on this morning. Yeah, you're pink Himalayan. Um, <laughs> All right, go ahead, spill I'm it. Really more of a truffle salt guy myself. Okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Man. No, the hold on. Let me get my root forty four. Uh, you know, oh, the Lord pinky have, up. Claude, have mercy. Dietary, oh, dietary limeade, baby. At least you're only one fist in it today. I'm proud of you. It's true. Well, I've got the other one in the car. Um, <laughs> so, no. So I want to, I want to, I want to put this. Here, what's the caveat? The caveat is the sports world is littered with the physically gifted people who talented never guys. figured it out. Who never became talented. Okay. The physically gifted who never bridged the gap to talented. Yeah. Right. The guys that could run the four three and have a 42 inch mm-hmm. vertical mm-hmm. and that were six foot four and, you know, had everything you wanted in uh, a player physically and then never got the skill development, the work ethic, the mentality, the IQ, whatever, the innate abilities to bridge the gap from physically gifted mm-hmm. to talented. That's that's the thing that you have to kind of take a breath with because people do you want me to give you somebody to support your argument or refute it well both let's do both i'll give you a guy to support your argument he hooped at georgia okay ended up going to the minnesota timberwolves right what's all we ever talked about with anthony edwards during the draft process coming out of high school to georgia was it his basketball? No, it was his physical. He's it six was foot six. He's a freak athlete. He can do every single thing that you want in terms of physical ability. So when we were kind of oh by the weighing him in the draft, and we wanted to raise concerns, what did we start we to went question? To the basketball skills. We he went shot to a his, bad percentage in Georgia. His shot selection was bad. He they didn't win a ton down there. Yeah, that that's so. What we see now, 
because he's significantly better than yes. I think even the most staunch Anthony Edwards supporters would. I think he is filling, he, he's fulfilling the physical gifts. Because he's now looking like a basketball, like a basketball talent. Yes, yeah. That supports your argument. Yes, because right? I think there was a time where he maybe wasn't as skilled at basketball and he's worked on it and gotten, and also he was a hard eval because of where he was at, right? He was not with a ton of good players. He was How did Crean blow that? Well, he's not like a super good basketball coach. <laughs> if we're being honest here. Oh, shoot. Like, I mean, yeah. let's yeah. be real. Uh, he blew it at a lot of places, not with Dwayne Wade. So, which one do you think is easier to spot? Oh, the athleticism is easier to spot because you can measure it. That's like you can put times Man. and measurements on it. It's easier to spot. Do you know what we're missing with that, though? What's that? It's coordination. For sure. Which is, again, something that I, I, I look can, at. So, you know, I consider one, it athleticism. Do, so do you know the one that I was going to use to refute? What's that? DK Metcalf. Sure. But. This is why I think it can work in football sometimes. DK, that was going to be my refute. Because if you're okay with a guy basically staying in the lane of what he's good at, mm. they can be productive, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is why the thing that Rule is doing is interesting. And we talked about this. I think we talked about this on Monday or Tuesday. About, hey, I just want to stop this for a second and say props to me for those two examples off the Terrific top of my examples. head. Terrific examples. Anthony Edwards, DK Metcalf. Now, my only my only bone to pick with that is okay. because the sports are so different, it can be a, like, but I'm going to cross sports on you two here. Okay. So we talked about how one of the things I liked about rural staff is they look for what guys can do as opposed to what they can't do. Fair. Right. That's a DK Metcalf mindset of, hey, I get let this, this guy go vertical. Let this guy do what he's good at. Let him make some contested catches. And even when he's not doing that thing, they're going to be worried about him doing that thing all of the time. Like okay. maybe we don't worry about him running super precise routes and we just let him be fast and enormous and take pressure off the off the or put pressure on the defense that way. Right. It's the same thing that I like about Greg Popovich. Through all of those San Antonio Spurs teams, he cared about what people could do, not what they couldn't do. That's why Boris Dia was an important, important part of those teams. That's why Danny Green, undrafted and cut by multiple teams, was good on those teams and almost won himself a finals MVP. Because he didn't care that Danny Green couldn't dribble or create his own shot. He cared <laughs> that he could make open threes and play yeah. defense, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're crossing sports again here, but it's... Part, that's where it becomes on the coaches and kind of what you're asked to do because the temptation when you have super high-end physical abilities is to like hurt it through the grapevine or a different temptation different temptation okay. um like shane did they sing that song like adam and eve in the garden temptation <laughs> okay um yeah, i thought the, the raisins sang that i'm gonna the californian raisins heard it through the grapevine <sighs> Remember when Am that I was wrong? a thing? I did. I barely. Uh, could, could you get the raisins at Burger King? Like, where was that where you could collect the raisins? They were all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I think it was maybe it was McDonald's. It was one of the fast one food of places. Them? Okay. okay. Um, but the temptation with the supremely physically gifted guys. And you guys, dropped Supremes. Good job. 
That was an accident. Um, oh, no. The temptation with those supremely physically gifted guys is to try and get everything you can out of them. Last right? night, by the way, we all suck. <laughs> because, like, with Anthony Edwards, you see the crazy physical ability, and you want him to be the next guy. Here's an example of a guy that we weren't okay with him just staying at what he was good at. Andrew Wiggins supremely physically gifted in every way you could possibly mm-hmm. want. That goes number one. We wanted him to be LeBron. Yeah. Right? We wanted him to be Tracy. Why won't we well, Tracy defend? McGrady's, right? Like, Tracy yeah. McGrady's probably a better example. He was never going to pass like LeBron. Did. But Tracy McGrady kind of seemed like his ceiling. And so everybody's disappointed that he doesn't turn into Tracy McGrady. Then he gets to the Warriors and, like, he defends, he rebounds, and he scores as, like, a third or fourth option. And now it's like, oh, Andrew Wiggins, kind of nice. Yeah. It's like, because they don't care about what he can't do. They care about what he can do. So, so does it bother us more that we we use them interchangeably, the talent and athletic thing, and they're not the same? Because it bothers I, me. Because I look at the whole like we'll just keep it close to home. Like Carter Nelson, mm-hmm. elite level athleticism. I don't know. Don't know how good he is at football. I don't yet. know about his. Oh, ta- I don't know how talented. I have no he idea is. how good he is at football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Like and you're Ma- Malachi Coleman, elite level athleticism, supremely physically gifted. I don't I don't know how football talent like no wide idea. receiver talented he is. No idea, none at all. But we use them kind of interchangeably. Yeah, it's and it's a mistake. Just flat out, it is a mistake to confuse physical gifts. Whether you're talking about measurables, whether you're talking about coordination, whatever it is, to confuse physical gifts with skill set. Because I have no idea the level of Malachi Coleman's skill set. I have no idea the level of Carter Nelson's skill set. What I do know is that if you can develop a skill set in them because of their elite physical gifts, Mm -hmm. they're going to be unbelievably good. But that's a pretty big if. Can you be? I think you can. Can you be talented without being overly athletic? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I I, I kind of answered that as I was thinking. It I changes have, your ceiling. I Because I, I have some, like, I, I think um, Max Anderson is is a phenomenal hitting talent. Mm-hmm. Like, the skills that it takes to hit a baseball, he is He's he can him. do at a high, yep. high, high level. Yep. Just an average athlete. And maybe baseball is different. Baseball's tough because of how skill driven it is. Like it's baseball is the toughest sport, I think, for for raw athleticism. Yeah. To translate to success. Because I like like even in my own household, like from a football standpoint, Caleb is a rare talent. Mm -hmm. Right? Like he can change positions, not play a ton of positions. He can take time off. He cannot play for ten weeks and, and then come back and do something game. like that. That's unbelievable. It's it's. What do you but, have like fourteen receptions? Yeah, and but two picks but he's in a state he's game? a he's not an elite level athlete. Yeah, he's not he's running a, a four three or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, but elite football skill, correct? Yes, but he's got the baseline athleticism. Yeah, especially if, especially if he actually trained, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> if he sports specific trained, yeah, which he will in college. Yeah. So baseball more than wrestling. Um, honestly, so, I don't know enough about hey, wrestling. To now, wrestling is a great wrestling is a great example of talent versus. I've seen a lot of guys that are elite level athletes that don't do well in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, 
James Green, not James, not necessarily James Green. There, there are some guys because he's very accomplished. Um, you used to, red. You used to like 20, 30 years ago, be able to get away with having just out of, one of, out, those. out of Pennsylvania. Like Red was one of those guys that was uber athletic, athletic. physically gifted, super gifted. Mm-hmm. Wow naturally talented he was as 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 a wrestler i don't think of spencer lee as super athletic Mm -hmm. but for as a wrestling savant he is supremely talented yeah right his fitness and you get into the like what he can't do but uh, wrestling's 20, it. Wrestling's interesting. 20, 20 to thirty years ago, you could get Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was not extremely today. athletic as not a wrestler. Today. I'm yeah. not. You know, there's people, probably some level of talent there. I mean, yeah, right, right, you know what I mean. But like, he probably Give, wasn't on the elite. Given the talent. accomplishment, right? Yeah, wrestling is interesting. Yeah, I don't have probably the frame of references enough to know, but I could see how. How about how about talent t- could overwhelm physical how, gifts and wrestling? How about how about tennis? Andre Agassi, the prodigy, right? Yeah. Elite level talent. Yeah. Anybody ever talk about Agassi's athleticism? I mean, you didn't talk about a lot of guys' athleticism back in the day. Here's a better example, I think. Let's go a little more modern on tennis, right? Roger Federer, immaculate talent. Pretty good athlete. Rafael Nadal. Amazing athlete. Elite athlete. Yeah. Probably pretty good talent. Yeah. Then you've got okay. Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Djokovic is likely the marriage of the two. I'm with you. And then the next level of that is Carlos Alcaraz, who is definitely the elite level athlete and the elite level. Yeah, talent. he is a he's, super talent. He's coming for everything those guys had. Yeah. Every single so here's the you know, and and I don't want to. I'm not anointing Alcaraz, and I know this is not what you're saying because I think that's amazing. That's pretty good on the fly. So. Props to you. Appreciate with the, that. With the mental Rolodex. I'm and a tennis. I, and I like sports peers. Like the, like when you can grow uh, like I'm vibing with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cause, and, and I'm in total agreement with you, but the thing about Alcaraz is, is there, there's something to, um, the ability to maintain it over a long time yep. that I don't know if I have a word for it's mental endurance. I think that's what I call it. Yeah. Um, cause there's like short term, but, but, but I, but I think it's a skill you can develop, you can train. Yeah, probably. Does that, I'm, I'm thinking about this on it's the fly. It's a skill that Nick Kyrgios doesn't have. Right. Like, yeah, there's no way you can see him being committed to the sport for. No. And he's admitted it. He's like mentally, I don't know if you watched the Netflix thing with him, but mentally he's like, I can only do a handful of events a year. Otherwise it's bad for my mental health. And that makes a lot of people mad. They're like, oh, you're so skilled and talented and whatever. And it's like, Hey. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have the Federer, or the Tiger Woods, the whatever mindset to only care about one thing. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it's probably better for him as a whole person because a lot of these like hyper-focused athletes really struggle when they stop playing the sport, right? But like Kyrgios is as as physically gifted as it gets in tennis, like yeah. top 0.1%, I'm, right? I'm, I'm 1,000% and step with you. probably really high on the talent scale as well. But he doesn't have the mental to grind through what all of these other guys who have produced at the level that we expect a talent like Curios to produce. I so you know what I'm really thinking I'm on the I'm on the the Ravi train with you though is it's kind of specific to what you're talking about. 100%. Because 
the grind of tennis is way different than the grind of like basketball. Oh, I just baseball. think about being like what we're hearing about Ethan Nation as mm-hmm. as a as a kick returner. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere in there, like there's the development of the or being a natural at the skill mm-hmm. that where you start to use the T word. Yeah. Because there are lots of good athletes, elite level athletes yep. that don't have the like the, an innate ability, the talent. Yeah. They don't have an innate ability to return punts or kickoffs. Yes, there's an instinct there. I like I used to laugh. It used to make me so mad because I love Crouch. And it, why don't you just put him back there on punt returns? I'm like, are you crazy? Stay out of your mind. Like, are, are you watching a <laughs> hole develop on an option? is a dramatically and being able to hit it and whatever and like do it right which he was elite at yeah right oh. is a totally different skill set than fielding a punt where you're looking straight up bringing your eyes down doing like a tenth of a second evaluation on where everybody is and then deciding what to do, do you, that do you, is a totally different skill do you know who is an elite level athlete that is not a very talented return man who's that Jalen lloyd oh that's interesting yeah okay i used i tried like crazy <laughs> Just keeping it 100. I tried like crazy <laughs> to get that guy to be able to return kicks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not his jam. And that's just, you know, it's funny just, where. But do you know who's like a naturally talented returner? Ooh. That's just a really good. Is just a good athlete. Would be Keenan Cotton. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes now, sense. Now Cotton's a good athlete. Yes. You know, he can can run and jump. Can't do a lot of multiple sports. Sure. Um, you know, track and football than is a natural marriage there, but he is a naturally gifted return man. Like he is very talented in that area where it just comes to him and you can see it. Like you can just see it. It's yeah. like, you, you have a gift for that. Well, it's funny you were talking about, so I was on TikTok today, um, and watching it's randomly some DeMornay Pearsonell highlights mm-hmm. and you could see, cause there's some of, some of the kicks that he took back for touchdowns. You're like, why is he returning? Oh, that? yeah. Like, yeah, what D, is what are we doing here? D, yeah, he he had a th- and he, you could just tell he knew he had this innate instinct on how to return punts. Are is talent and gifted more synonymous? When you don't put physically in front of gifted, yeah. Because somehow I think with talent, there's some innate feature I can't see. So that's that's why I say instinct. Okay. That's when you're talking about like kind of the like unteachable, whatever, like the hit factor of that position or that skill. That's what I just call it. Some of these guys just have an instinct for, you're talking about AJ Allen, right? Had an instinct for running the football. That dude is super talented. Yes. Because he's got the physical, he's got all of it, right? He's got all the things you would want. So he falls under the talent of it. To me, talent's the overarching umbrella. And under that, you got physical ability, you got instinct, and you got skill development. It's all I'll, under. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with that for now. Keep Listen, it I just have to. I have to define things. Otherwise, you just sit here I know, arguing about round, nothing. Round and round. You know, and, yeah, and that's not as much fun. <laughs> I think. I think Shane's telling us we got a GTFO. So, oh uh, Lord, have that's mercy. our boy Shane Schillerberg. GTFO. What does that mean? Get that's the that, fun out. That's the thing that has the, <laughs> the big engine, and you can you that's a drive. GTO. Uh, that's a GTO. I do like I do like Pontiacs. R.I.P. I thought Pontiac. they were Mustangs. Pour one out for the Pontiac. Uh, were they GTO? Yeah, Pontiac was GTO. There wasn't a GTO Mustang. They're GT. Shelby GT. Oh, sorry. 
I'm not who a car are, guy. Who are you, Kenny Goodrich? I'm not a I'm Al not a, Goodyear. I'm not a car guy like Shane. Oh, allegedly, I can't tell. <laughs> I just like my Jeep. Uh, hey, get Al Unser out of here. <laughs> That's Man. the first time anybody's ever accused me of being a gearhead. Uh, <laughs> That's a Shelby GT. <laughs> All right, I only know him from like movies and stuff. Uh, I watch uh, Ford uh, versus Ferrari. Uh, uh, alleged, allegedly, uh, that's my that's guy. That's a great movie. I love Ford. That's a really good movie. Uh, you can't just throw great around. <laughs> great? I, I didn't call it the goat. I just said it was great. You calling him? Ford. Ford. That was a great movie. Shane. Yeah, it was really good. It's about cars. It's about cars. Of course, it was great. <laughs> well, so is the one with Lightning McQueen. But would you call it great? I've never seen it. I call it cars. I don't watch cartoons, you know me. That's that's Damon Benning. I'm Robbie Lula. This has been another edition of Hey, Heard at Sports Network Production.